I'm going to tell you just a little bit about the dragonflies um, experience and lifespan because it's just astonishing and um, important for you to actually have a little tiny bit of the science in order to see the power of this important analogy for us, for what we're going through. So now the metaphor, the sorry, the dragonfly's uh, metamorphosis um, includes a drive innately within them to switch from living underwater to suddenly, one day, living in the very air that would have killed it in its earlier stages. Right? So you start to see like, oh, yeah, okay, I get that now with this December 21st. Like, that's powerful. That's really interesting. The dragonfly goes through three stages in its life. The egg, the nymph or larval stage, and then adult. And it is this transition from nymph to adult, from larva to adult, that is when it moves from being um, aquatic to aerial. Um, in its, you know, as it does its emergence. And emergence to me is a very powerful word. So during its nymph stage, it molts numerous times. Like basically its whole kind of larval nymph stage is basically eating, 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 taking things in, and then molting because it's growing so much, right? And then just prior to its emergence into adulthood from aquatic to aerial, it has a rest period before, like, while final changes are being made inside its larval exoskeleton, okay? Right? Oh, hello. This sounds a lot like what we're talking about here. Um, and I promise you I didn't actually, like, map the bridge metaphor to this. Like, it was, these were just given to me, and then I kind of was like, oh, look up a little bit more about the dragonfly scientific process, and then some of these words I'm pulling from a dragon, from a text about dragonfly from a science site, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I love this. It's so p fantastic. It's so perfect. So here I'm going to just read a direct uh, couple of sentences written in this from this scientific uh, site. After a short period of rest, the skin at the back of the head cracks open and the thorax emerges from the larval skin. The split enlarges down the back and the head, compressed wings, legs, and part of the abdomen are forced out. The dragonfly rests again, arched backwards and hanging from its unreleased abdomen. During this time, the legs harden, grabbing its shedding larval case with its quote-unquote new legs, the dragonfly pulls its abdomen free. The abdomen extends and the wings unfurl as they fill with hemolymph, which is its blood. After a short while, the hemolymph is drawn back into the body and then the juvenile or tenoral dragonfly rests letting the wings dry for about an hour before the first flight is attempted. Doesn't that sound brutal and crazy and wild and what would ever compel that little nymph to go above the surface of the waterline and turn into this completely different creature? Evolution, baby. It's a powerful thing. Evolution is here and is underway now for humanity, and we're all experiencing it in different waves, if you will. We're bringing in Homo Luminous, Homo Claris. It's fully underway now. This evolution, this evil leap for humanity and for the planet, which the humanity evil leap is tied to the planet's evil leap, this new earth, this new planetary evil leap is underway fully. It's going to take many, many years to complete. So this isn't like, 
oh, we walk from one room to another, if you will, and everything's completely done overnight. That's just, we are here in physical bodies. The earth is here in a physical body. These are choices that the spirit, that the soul has made, and the earth has its own beingness, its own soul, just like you do, just like everything does. And that um, physicality, that choice to be in a denser dimension where there is matter, means that certain processes have to happen more slowly, right? The body just can't overnight turn into, uh, you know, have all of its sort of cellular membrane processing switch completely to accept all of the new light that's coming in, the neural uh, switches and changes that are happening inside the brain and its connectedness to the rest of the body doesn't happen overnight. And I'm not just talking about kind of traditional neuroscience rewiring stuff. I'm talking about actual shifts. Um, in the brain. So now this process, this evil leap, will take many years to complete. You may be worried for yourself or, and or for those that you love that you're going to kind of miss this window. This is very common. I hear this all the time from people. Oh, the transition is coming. Oh, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to be left behind. Or my loved ones are going to be left behind and I'm going to have to choose. Stay behind with them or move ahead. This is not correct. There is a choice for you to stay inside safe relationships, not safe, safe isn't the right word, comfortable relationships that you think of as safe, but it is a false sense of safety. Comfortable relationships reliant on kind of the old ways. That's that lower bridge that I talked about. When you come to the top, you're coming to the top of Mount Everest, you're making a decision. Am I taking the lower bridge or the higher bridge? The higher bridge may mean that some of those relationships no longer serve you. But the ones that you love, the ones that matter to you, you don't, you're, not, you're not abandoning them and they are not left behind, unavailable to you. Um, everyone has their own pathways and their own journey here. You're not going to miss the bridge. They're not going to miss the bridge. The bridge does burn down for you once you take it. It does, you can't go back. But it doesn't shut for others in a general sense. They can take later bridges that will have their own flavor and process. They have as much free will as you do. And wherever they are in their journey, the universe will meet them there. And the universe will support them and serve them and continue to help guide them to their heart and to the expansion of their heart and the expansion of their connectedness and their willingness and openness to trust and take these trust leaps, these, these, these trust falls, uh, these leaps of faith off the cliff that will cause your wings to open and unfurl so that you can then soar. During this time, it is so important to quote-unquote stay in your lane. Um, and this, this thing about staying in your lane, what I mean is focusing on your own journey and what is your work to do for yourself and what is not. And as it relates to this time period and the, and the desire to take that highest bridge, walk away or turn away from anything fear-based as much as you can, including the fear of others being left behind. This is focus on you time, and you can help others with their own transitions later if that is your call to do so, but they don't need that to get there. They can get there. They can do it. You can do it. 
if you decide not to do it this time, you can do it later. You won't have the kind of supercharged, turbo-boost, slingshot trampoline effect that December 21 is bringing. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't still make choices to keep up-leveling, all right? Um, the staying in your lane piece, this importance of turning away from fear, I want to be just a little bit more specific about that. I want you to understand that turning away from fear is not about pretending you don't have the fear. It's not about stuffing it down um, and saying, oh, no, no, I'm not afraid of that. Don't look over there, right? It's not the negative where, you know, it's like, oh, don't look at that elephant. And then all your brain can think about is what elephant, right? Like, <laughs> that's not how it works, right? No amount of bypassing or stuffing or ignoring will work. If you have a sense of fear, I guess actually what I should be saying is not turn away from it, but face it. Uh, and that that's actually more accurate in terms of like the physical body metaphor is to face it and, and accept it, embrace it, understand that in many ways your fear is coming from a part of you that wants to help keep you safe, even if it's very misguided in how it's interpreting things um, and bringing that information to you. And so just like, you know, the little kid who does some kind of who's trying to do something to make you a beautiful gift and accidentally like cuts up your favorite jacket or your favorite silk blouse to use it to make some kind of, you know, little kid artwork and brings it to you to be like, oh, here's this beautiful thing that I made for you. And you're like, oh no, you just destroyed my favorite shirt. Instead of yelling at the little kid or destroying that artwork, just grab that little kid and hug them and say, I love you for loving me. Thank you. And then let it go, right? Let that old silk blouse go. Let the whole thing go. And just let it, bring it back, give it back to the universe. Transmute it. Let it dissolve, right? Let it dissolve just like, you know, and in some cases it may be easy to just let it dissolve away like sugar water, like sugar in water. In other cases you may be kind of back to that, Oh, I'm back to the dragonflies metamorphosis and it's brutal. You know, the skin at the back of my head is cracking open. You know, the split is enlarging down my back and my head like, ugh, you know, I'm hanging from my unreleased abdomen. Right? <laughs> you know, it really does work as a metaphor. Um, it's a little brutal and I hope you don't mind, but um, it really does work. So sometimes it's going to be just a simple dissolve, but sometimes it's going to be a little bit brutal and it's okay. You can do it. The only thing you need to do it is to bring your heart into it. So have a lot of fun with this and um, try to bring that kind of return to or bring in for the first time a sort of childlike sense of wonder and glee and anticipation and joy about what's coming. And, um, you know, just all of the wonderful things are happening and it's going to be really beautiful and you're going to have moments when you're going to be that dragonfly <laughs> where it feels like you're getting flayed alive because you kind of are and that's okay. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it, it, awakening can be a savage process for sure. There's nothing gentle and sweet about any of this stuff, even, um, even though it is wonderful and is about love. Um, Remember that you chose to be here at this time in this body for a reason. 
And even if you don't know what that reason is right now, you if you're listening to this, then you feel the call of it. And um, that reason will become clear to you as you go across this new bridge that is becoming available to yourself. And be patient with yourself between now and then. And be patient with yourself during the bridge time as well. Um, it's just more opportunities to build up the muscles around trust uh, and letting the universe uh, hold you and support you. Um, and even carry you sometimes. Sometimes we can't even walk forward on that bridge and we can say, carry me forward. And the universe will do that if you let it.